Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, what splendid readings we're privileged to have on this so-called Gaudete Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent. Gaudete, you know, in Latin is an imperative. It means rejoice. And you know, in itself, that's kind of interesting to think about is you can't really command uh, feelings, can you? I can't tell you to feel a certain way. The fact that I'm I'm telling you, the church is telling us, be rejoice, be happy today, means it wants us to get really tuned into the very profound truth being conveyed in these readings. Our first reading is from the prophet Zephaniah. Now, he's someone from whom we rarely hear during the liturgical year. Older Catholics, by the way, might recognize his name as Sophronius, if you look in some of the older versions of, uh, of the Catholic Bible. But Zephaniah, who was he? He was an older contemporary, slightly older contemporary, of the prophet Jeremiah. He was operating during the reign of the righteous king, Josiah. It's interesting, of course, most kings of Israel, let's face it, and of Judah, are pretty bad. Josiah is one of the rare uh, righteous kings. And during his time, Zephaniah is writing. This means in the years just before the Babylonian captivity. So just before one of the greatest debacles in Israelite history, we have this reign of King Josiah. And that's when Zephaniah is writing. His book is very short. Pick up your Bibles. You can find it, by the way, among the minor prophets. As I've said before, it doesn't mean that his message is minor. It just means it's a short text. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel being the major prophets. They have the longest text. Zephaniah is one of the minor prophets. So read his book if you want in, in one sitting. It's very short. But man, it packs a punch. Now, like most of the prophets, let's be honest, Zephaniah trades in a fair amount of doom and gloom. If you're looking for doom and gloom, I'd recommend going to the prophets. You'll find a fair amount of it. Now, why are they full of doom and gloom? Well, in Zephaniah's case, because of the corruption of the temple. Mind you, he's operating in and around Jerusalem, the great capital city, David city, where the temple uh, was. The temple was everything, Yahweh's dwelling place. It was the center of the nation, the spiritual capital. And so when the temple became corrupt, that awakened an extraordinary reaction in the prophets. And we find that now in, in Zephaniah. But he was also mad about the general moral laxity of the people, as all the prophets are. You know, Read Ezekiel on that. Read Isaiah on that. The, the people have fallen into moral um, uh, degradation, and the temple has fallen into corruption. That's what awakens the reaction of the prophets. As a result, he says, and again, here he's like all the other ones, a disaster is coming for Israel. Here's a passage, by the way, from Zephaniah, just before the passage we read for today. Listen. 
Ah, soiled, defiled, oppressing city. It has listened to no voice. It has accepted no correction. It has not trusted in the Lord. Sound familiar, by the way? <laughs> I think the prophetic voice raised today wouldn't sound that different, would it? And what's the result? I'm quoting again now from Zephaniah. I will bring such distress upon people that they shall walk like the blind. Because they have sinned against the Lord, their blood shall be poured out like the dust and their flesh like dung. Well, cheerful stuff, huh? <laughs> now, what this is, is what people in the East would call the law of karma. And, and the prophets remind Israel of this over and over again. What I mean is, turning from the Lord results in lifelessness and spiritual destruction. It, they're not being just difficult and mean-spirited. They're trading in a sort of spiritual physics. This is what tends to happen when we've turned from the Lord, when we listen to no voice except our own, when we accept no correction, when we don't trust in the Lord, disaster follows. However, this destruction and chastisement is never the last word. And this, I'm going to say, everybody, is absolutely basic in the Bible and especially in the great prophets. Destruction and chastisement are real. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing sort of mildly, you know, or blandly optimistic about these people. However, it does not have the last word. Like all of his prophetic colleagues, Zephaniah dreams of the great day of victory and vindication. And with that, we come to our indeed joyful reading for this Gaudete Sunday. Listen now, a passage from our reading for today. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He's turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. So, we had some pretty harsh stuff. But then this great prophetic announcement that a day of vindication is coming, a day of victory, that the last word belongs not to judgment, but to rejoicing. Now, for Zephaniah, as for Isaiah and Jeremiah, Daniel, the rest of them, this was a hope. It was a vision for the future, perhaps the distant future. It was a prophecy of what would eventually come. For indeed, let's be frank about this, in the centuries after the time of these prophets, things didn't get remarkably better for Israel. Let's face it, the time of fulfillment and victory 
didn't arrive. And think, in fact, things got pretty bad. But now we're ready for the Advent message. Because now in the biblical narrative we hear that in the fullness of time came the carpenter from Nazareth, came Jesus. At the culmination of his life and ministry, he was strung up on an instrument of torture and brutally put to death. The one who had embodied the very presence of the God of Israel was crushed. But then, to the absolute astonishment of his followers, he rose from the dead. Let me say that again. To the absolute astonishment of his followers, an astonishment that has echoed up and down the centuries to our day, he rose again from the dead. Now, here's the interesting question, I think. How did they make sense of this? How did they understand what had happened to this carpenter from Nazareth? I mean, you can see them groping and gesturing toward a resolution throughout the New Testament writings. But perhaps no one saw it more clearly than the great apostle Paul, the former rabbinical student, Shaul, who had studied the prophets and their works under the great teacher Gamaliel. See, just pause for a moment. Think of this young kid, Shaul, going to Jerusalem for his advanced studies, reading, not, not the philosophers, but reading the great texts of, of Israel. Would he have read Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, Zephaniah? Of course he had. He read exactly what we're reading now, this Gaudete Sunday. He read the word of judgment that because of its infidelity, because of the corruption of the temple, because of its moral laxity, Israel would be judged. But then, then, young Rabbi Shaul knew the day of rejoicing and victory would come. What he came to see is that in the Paschal mystery, that is to say, in the dying and the rising of Jesus, the totality of Zephaniah's message was realized. He saw, listen now, Jesus' death was a kind of judgment on Israel and on the whole world. It was God's entry into sin and death and dysfunction. Shaul, now the Apostle Paul, put it this way, Christ became sin for us. The destruction that Zephaniah and the others foresaw came massively true in the destruction of Christ's body on the cross. However, and here's the heart of the Christian thing, in the resurrection, the great messianic prophecy was fulfilled beyond anyone's expectation. Having gone all the way down, God in Christ brought the human race all the way up. He reestablished Israel. He won the victory over the dark powers. He redeemed the human race. 
Again, the Lord has removed the judgment against you. He's turned away your enemies. That's that's Zephaniah. Paul said it, it happened in Christ, which is exactly why Paul can say in our second reading for Gaudete Sunday, rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. Have no anxiety at all. Why? Because, because Zephaniah's prophecies come true. Christ has borne our sin, died our death, took on the punishment that was rightfully ours. And therefore, we should have no fear whatsoever. Christ has taken on what frightens us the most and has demonstrated that God's love is more powerful than what frightens us the most. He's taken the burden. He's paid the price. He's gone through exile and destruction for us. His blood was indeed poured out like dust. Therefore, rejoice. The king is now in our midst, and we have no more disaster to fear. See, friends, this is the very heart and soul of Christianity. A concern I've spoken of a lot is that we tend to reduce Christianity today to the works of social justice, to doing good, to having a heart of gold, and all that, of course, is great. But the heart of the matter is this mystery foreseen by Zephaniah, proclaimed by Paul. Jesus has gone all the way down that we might be brought all the way up. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's the reason why we rejoice. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.